Hello, welcome to the Dive In Movie Cast, a film podcast where two unqualified critics give their opinions and try and differentiate themselves from every other podcast out there. My name is Hayden. And I'm Wesley. And we're back for yet another video game movie. Ooh. Is this one good? Uh, kinda. Not really. <laughs> but we'll get all into that. It's uh, It's got its positives, it's got its negatives. But first off, before we talk Uncharted, let's just talk about life, because we haven't done a pod in two weeks. What have mm. you been up to? How's it going, man? Uh, it's good. I'm, I'm working my way through all my theater stuff right now. I'm working through the final month of my degree, which is super exciting. Ooh, it's the final month? Yeah. I After this, I have finished university, and I have a Bachelor of Arts in theater acting with a certificate in dance and movement. Absolutely out here. So Big moves. Back in, Now I'm into the real world of figuring out what to do with that degree. Yeah. And then when we record the first podcast post-university, it's going to be like, oh, now... Now, I just have to, like, chill and it's, figure it out. I've realized it's not going to feel any different until September rolls around. Yeah. Because I'm used to having a, f- a summer off, and then September would roll around, and I'd usually go back to school, but I won't be. Yeah, it's so. just going to be like, all right, time to find a job, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to. Uh, we also went skiing mm-hmm. uh, the other, last weekend. Uh it's very good times. I love skiing. I've been skiing for years. Uh, it was Hayden's third time skiing, though. I would say, quite honestly, my first time <laughs> skiing. My first successful time. The first time where I was like, okay, I'm enjoying myself. I'm having fun. Yeah. The The previous times we've went, we've gone night skiing to save a little bit of money, and I don't know what I'm doing. And so, I'll, rightfully, all, the, all my friends are going off and doing their own thing with the limited time we have. Yeah. And I am sitting there on the bunny hill stumbling and falling around and sliding around and basically i just didn't have fun either of the previous times we did it but when we did it this year you're a good teacher you you helped me you supported me it's literally simply put um when people go to the ski hill there are there are two kinds of people there are the people who will go slower mm-hmm. and people who like to zoom down the hill and i i don't mind going a little bit slower to help somebody out uh respect yeah even so. though you can make it from top to bottom in a minute and a half yeah i did i that was the fastest i could do it and who my legs were burning afterwards but you said you were going so fast that you couldn't even hear the music in yeah your I, Just I put in an earbud to listen to music so we went to martok uh martok hill um and I made it down the hill in a minute and a half, but I was going so quick that the wind blowing by my ears, I couldn't hear my music at all, so it didn't really matter, but... I would just be screaming at that point. At that point, I'd be pure terror, just like... Yeah, I was moving, so... That's nice. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I had a good time. I am incredibly sore. It's been two days since we went, um, and I was walking around at work today, and I was like, should I feel better now? Is this, like, permanent... (laughs) sustained damage here maybe uh because every time i get up from the couch it's it's a whole lot of pain but worth it it was a good time Mm -hmm. uh and aside from that we're just counting the days until the batman yeah batman we already got our tickets bought tickets oh uh not opening night because opening night sold out we were too slow but saturday night we're going to see it saturday night that's our next pod i don't even care if it's a spoiler it's obvious that we're gonna you know we're incredibly excited about the batman yeah um but on that note there, uh, another actually oh, another yeah, thing I want yeah, to mention yeah, bring this um, up. is that uh, so for a while no one knew what was going to happen to Daredevil and all those shows that were on Netflix that were getting taken off, uh, but it is now being confirmed that they will be showing up um, uh, on Disney Plus on March sixteenth, I believe. So those finally get a home again. I can 
safely finished watching Daredevil because I tried to finish it before they took it off Netflix, but I just did not make it. Where are you? How far did you make it? Uh, I, I don't think I've. I think when did I tell you last time that I season two? You I was at the ending of season two. Yeah, I'm. I don't think I finished season two. Ah, sadly. Um, but uh, now that it has a home, I will start. I'll continue watching it. Uh, come March sixteenth. So. And now that it has a home, um, maybe more content. Maybe we're gonna be getting more. I don't think we're getting more Iron Fist. I don't I doubt think we're it. getting more Luke Cage. Doubt That's it. Not happening. Um, but more Jessica Jones, more Punisher, and more Daredevil is all. I don't think that's impossible to mm. think. We'll have to see, though. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if they'll do anything more with uh, Daredevil because I would be interested to see, like, I wonder how they want to put him into the movies somehow, like that kind of thing. So I wonder if they would take a break from doing the TV show stuff and chuck him in a movie or two, you know? That would make sense. I've heard a lot of people theorizing he's going to pop up in She-Hulk because that's all oh, yeah. lawyer-based stuff. in New York. Um, so I think that would be the most likely place to, that we'll, that we'll see him. I have another theory that he's probably going to show up in one of the new Spider-Man movies because I saw today, and I don't know if this is true or not, um, that, uh, Kingpin will be one of the villains of the new Spider-Man movie. So Good. Oh he didn't God. die. Nice. Being a Good. Hawkeye. <laughs> All I want is Spider-Man versus Kingpin with Daredevil's help. Yeah. That's so dope. So I'd love to see that. That That's exciting. And mm. more Punisher, but... Disney is scaredy cats, and they will not pull trigger on anything that requires even a morsel of blood. Well, the thing about it is, though, like they also have uh, Hit Monkey on their uh, service. Oh, that's true. Uh, which is very bloody. Um, but it's animated. Yeah, but still, you're right. It's bloody. Uh, Good so point. I don't know if Disney will be the ones making these new Punisher shows or episodes or whatever might be a different company and they put it under their stars thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's, I think that's where essentially daredevil and all the shows are going to be. Um, but yeah, who knows? We'll see. We'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah. There's probably some other news, but it's been a slow news week, so I didn't look too much into it. Yeah. I figured we could just get right into Inchar- uncharted mm-hmm. and uh, I almost said uncharted uncharted. God. <laughs> Not what you want to say. No. But let's get right into Uncharted and talk about um, the video games and the movie. Because I am someone, and I know you are as well. I don't know if you are as much as I am. But I am mm. someone who, who loves these games. Uh, and has a deep, deep re- relationship and connection with them. I think I would go as far to say they're like the game that got me really into like PlayStation gaming. Mm. Like when I first picked up a PlayStation controller. Haven't stopped since. I think it was Uncharted that first really brought that out of me. And... It was one of those games where my dad would play it, my mom would watch, and then I would watch my dad play it, and then I would play it, my brothers would watch. So it was, it's just, my whole family is very familiar with this franchise, and we've mm-hmm. all kind of seen all the games. And, you know, it, so it that goes to say, very important IP to me. Mm-hmm. Not some deep IP, but one that I, I have a lot of great memories with. What is your relationship with Uncharted, and how do you how do you feel about the games? Uh, I love the games. Um, I played them out of order as a child uh, because I think the first one I played was the third one, um, and then my dad got into them a bit, and so we started playing through all of them. I never played through the one that was an all girls. Uh, oh yeah, lost had a female lead or whatever. Lost Legacy, yeah. Yeah, I never played that one, but um, I mean, I enjoy them. Uh, I'm not like in love with them. Mm-hmm. I have fun with them. Um, I think 
the thing I did, it didn't really click for me probably as much because I played them out of order. Um, but they're still good games and I do enjoy them a lot. And, uh, it's always fun to be parkouring around and then murdering 70 people and then parkouring some more and finding lost treasure and all that good stuff. So, Oh yeah. And kind of like the video games that, you know, it was the first one that it made, they made their intentions clear where like, this is like a giant movie. Yeah. Like PlayStation, when they started doing that with like Uncharted and Infamous and all those games, um, Uncharted was the first one that really defined what it was capable of and how it could keep that pace mm. up the whole time and just craft this giant adventure that was worth spending 10 to 15 hours with. Mm. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I just, I go so far back with them because I just played them in, in chronological order with my whole family. So they're, they're just a game that means a lot to me. They're pretty copy and paste, you know, it's running gun. Nathan Drake says, Oh crap. He almost dies a couple times. Yeah. And then you wrap up a cool adventure story with some really great globe trotting. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing that made uncharted so good and what it was, was really the characters and like the dynamic between them. Yeah. Because the storytelling isn't even really good storytelling. I wouldn't even go as far to say that. Because it's just adventure games, you know? You put Nathan Drake in a place, he's going to get this, and yeah. you add some fun stuff along the way. But uh, they're, not, they're not a hard formula to, to, to do, mainly because they're just riffing on Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I think what really made it great was having that connection between Nathan Drake and, and Sully and, and Chloe and, and Elena and all these side supporting characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I feel like the movie fails on the most. Yeah. Is like those characters, and we'll get into that. But yeah, I, I just I just wanted to touch on our experiences with the game. Do you have a favorite? Uh, I think the third one. Uh, it's called Thieves something, right? Or like, third one is Drake's Deception. Drake's Deception. Fourth one is, is Thieves End. I think I think the third one is my favorite. Um, just because I think that was the first one I played, uh, and I still have it on my PlayStation Three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that one's really good. Yeah, so I I think that's probably my favorite one. Back when I was, like, really into the games, because I was 11 when the third one came out, I got, like, a collector's edition of it, mm. and it came with his ring and, like, a map. and Ooh, like very cool. It came with, like, a whole shelf of, like, where he stored his stuff that mm-hmm. in the game. A bunch of cool stuff. Uh, his journal. Anyways, this was, like, a pretty expensive bundle. It was, like, my big Christmas present. I was, mm. a, I was a committed fan. Uh, I would say that the fourth one was probably my favorite, just because once you introduce that grappling hook, it's, like... I could swing on that grappling hook for hours. Dude, that was the jankiest grappling hook Bro, ever. You're right. Ghost of Tsushima did it a lot better. But I, I like a good grappling hook. Very true. The fourth one, when they did it, they had online multiplayer, I remember. Yeah, I played that a lot. Uh, I remember playing it a bit, and like people would just grapple onto the grappling points and just like swing around in circles because you could just like hang on to them. And then jump on people. Exactly. So you just hide in the skies and just wait for people to come under you. Ridiculous. There's a lot of really cheap stuff you could do in that game with that grappling hook. Mm-hmm. That being said, it was incredibly satisfying to be on multiplayer and just come like flying 30 feet of the sky with a right hook. Very true. Uh, I, yeah, I, I had a lot of good memories with the fourth one, and I'm hoping that we see the fourth storyline uh, adapted in the movies if they continue doing it. But, okay, let's talk about the movie. Mm-hmm. But before we talk about like the actual current iteration of the movie that we got, I want to run through the development hell that this movie's been in for over 10 years, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to track you through just a little like step-by-or chronological order of the nightmare that was getting this movie made, okay? In 2009, Nathan Fillion expressed interest in playing Nathan Drake and encouraged fans to voice their support of it to make it happen in the future. In 2010, a 
Acclaimed filmmaker David O. Russell signed on to direct, who seemed to have his own vision for the project and quickly dismissed the idea of Fillion being cast. In 2010, Mark Wahlberg confirmed his involvement as Nathan Drake and teased a version of the film that would have starred Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci as his family. Okay? Whoa. That would have been an interesting movie. I don't know if, like, the Uncharted fan in me wanted to see it, but also Mark Wahlberg with Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro as his family oh, might, might have been in for it. Okay? In 2011, David O. Russell dropped out of the project to direct Silver Linings Playbook, and Neil Berger stepped in to direct. But by 2012, he dropped out as well. In 2014, after two years of silence, Seth Gordon signed on to direct, and by 2015, he left. This proceeded to happen multiple more times, with directors Sean Levy, Dan Trattenberg, and Travis Knight all signed on to direct before current director Ruben Flesher signed on to do the movie. Wow. What a nightmare. Yeah, that's, uh, that's rough. I couldn't imagine sticking with a movie that long being like yeah we have something here when it failed that many times yeah and they said it was like rewritten four times there's like four different scripts for the movie oh no uh just a disaster so honestly pretty surprising and i guess we're lucky with how this movie turned out with that that history attached to it sadly the way this movie turned out it makes a lot i understand now why it turned out the way it did it's very clear how the how we got the movie we did it seems like eventually they just gave up and they were like cast tom holland they're like weak they're like dying just give everyone the heartthrob they want yeah just make any movie we'll just call it uncharted at this point (laughs) um yeah i just think that that's hilarious and kind of a disaster Mm -hmm. but now we've been kind of secretly alluding and secretly shitting on the movie um i actually kind of liked it just off the bat not as an uncharted movie i think it's a a really awful uncharted movie Mm -hmm. but i always love people getting robbed and I love heist movies, and I love, you know, backstabbing and betraying and globetrotting. I think that stuff's really fun. So in regards to those elements, I had a good time at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you feel about it's Uncharted? A, it's a good action movie, uh-huh. bad Uncharted movie. Yeah. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Like, they've got all the spectacle. They've got, which is so upsetting because they're so close. Yeah. Like, they're literally almost there. The only thing they were missing was good character development. A good script. And a good script. Would have really helped this movie. All they had was the... They put all the budget in the action and the spectacle and all this stuff. And Tom Holland. And $25 into the script. Yeah. And that and that's what the movie feels like. So sadly, great action movie. Uh, or okay action movie, I should say. Um, not great Uncharted movie. Right. Yeah, I said, right when we came out of the theater, I said a quote that I've kind of been putting on my letterbox and I put on Instagram where I said, it's a it's a 2 out of 5 Uncharted movie mm-hmm. and like a 3.5 or 4 action movie, like fun heist movie, right? Which kind of meets in the middle at like a 2.5 or a 3. See, it's funny because, so, um, before I came here to record this, uh, our mutual friend Sid, who uh, came to see the movie with us, uh, her... Um, her sister and her grandmother went to go see the movie. Now, okay. Sid's grandmother is has zero hearing in one ear and 10% hearing in the other. Pretty much deaf. Um, and uh, apparently after the movie, Sid's grandmother was like, it was great. So nice. you can watch the movie and you cannot listen to the bad script and you cannot listen to... Uh, the corny jokes and still enjoy it. So that shows how uh, it's mostly just an action movie. Yeah, it's pure spectacle. The fact that you yeah. can walk away from that movie having not heard anything and just be like, yeah, it was awesome. It's, it's because everything that you're seeing 
is on screen. Exactly. There's no subtlety to behind the script. There's no mm-hmm. character development that you can't see between glances and eye, eye, eye rolls and all that stuff. It's all right there on the screen for you. Yeah. Uh, so if that sounds like your thing, then you might love this movie. But yeah. if you are someone who, who likes the source material at all, um, you might struggle with this. Yeah. That's just how I feel. And honestly, I, I did the impossible. I did what no fans of Uncharted seem to be able to do with this movie, and that is just get rid of the expectations. Mm-hmm. Once I seen Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg in this cast, and once I seen they were calling it a prequel and then using the Uncharted 3 plane sequence in the trailer, I was like, okay, I have no hopes for this movie. I, yeah. I pretty <laughs> much think that this thing is doomed, so it can only go up from here. If I, if I go into this expecting a steaming hot pile of shit, at, at best... It's just going to be a pile of shit, you yeah. know, like, so I don't know. I, I think I just was able to go into this looking for some fun and acknowledging I wasn't going to get the Uncharted movie that we were, we were kind of supposed to get like 10 years ago. Yeah. I just wish we got Nathan Fillion. Uh, a hundred percent. There is a, like a 10 minute short out there where Nathan Fillion is playing Nathan Drake. It's fucking amazing. It's better than this movie. It's be- Yeah. <laughs> the 10 minutes of that is better than the movie. It's literally like an 11 minute short and it's just killer the whole way through mm-hmm. it, it nails the tone of the games it proves that whoever didn't cast nathan fillion to play nathan drake in the movies is a idiot an idiot and deserves to be fired because uh-huh. even even though he's past his prime of when people thought he should have played that character he still has it yeah and that's what's most upsetting about seeing them pick a tom holland uh when nolan north popped up in the movie in a brief little cameo the first thing my brain thought went Ah, oh, damn it! He looks so good. He could have played Nathan Drake. Exactly. Like I, I couldn't focus on the fact that Tom Holland was playing a different Nathan Drake when all these perfect candidates for Nathan Drake are just right there. And yes, Fillion, I, like ideally, is too old for the part. Yeah. Um, that being said, I would have, I would have taken it. I would have been fine with it. Here's what I'll say: Fillion is probably too old for the part. I also think Tom Holland is too young for the part. Uh, after watching the movie. Um, I understand they were trying to go for some prequel stuff, but still, I'm sorry, Tom Holland looks like he's 15 whenever I look at him. Oh my god, it's so funny, because at the beginning of the movie, there's a, uh, a flash. It kind of fades from a young Nathan Drake to an adult Nathan Drake, mm-hmm. and I'm like, nothing changed. Yeah. It's, it's the same face. <laughs> we went ahead five years. Yeah, it's like 20 years later. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, what? It's, and it's, it's just because Tom Holland looks like a baby. I know he's 25, um, but he's he's just got such a young face. He's trying he's trying his best to shed that, to do his own thing. It's tough, man. It's a hard image to to shake, especially after playing Spider Man and being so good at that kind of whimsical, goofy version of that character. Exactly. But I guess while we're on the subject, um, kind of beyond the struggle of Tom Holland playing Nathan Drake, do you, how do you think he does with what he has? And how do you think he taps into that character? I mean, it's not like it's a tough character to play. I'll say that. It, it's true. The highlights are like... To be honest, it's so easy to play him because it's pretty much just charming Tom, uh, charming Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Uh, there's nothing much more to the character that he plays. Yeah, you just got to get a couple little mannerisms and... Not even. Not even. Tell me a single mannerism that Nathan Drake has. He throws his hands up a lot. <laughs> that's, that's a thing he does. I guess. I don't remember <laughs> um, that, but... You know, the, he does the signature 
oh crap every time he's about to get hit by something true um tom holland hit the oh crap and i was like nice yeah i liked liked that so it's like it's not like it's an in-depth character to have to take on the fact that you challenged me on that and the best i came back at you with was the oh crap Mm -hmm. like yeah you're right so he does a good job at playing a charming treasure hunter Mm -hmm. and that's about it yeah i i think he's good enough as Nathan Drake. At no mm. point throughout the movie was I like genuinely convinced that this was Nathan Drake. Like yeah. I didn't really feel ever like I was watching the character, but I was like if this is a separate version of the character, he's he's good. He's fine. Yeah. He's not bad. Um Tom Holland is is just a certified grade A movie star and I just love seeing him in movie star roles and leading movies. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, he's fine as Nathan Drake. I don't really think I was ever like Wow, this guy gets it. He gets the character, you know? He's really tapped into something here. Yeah. Uh, but I think he was definitely ten times better than Mark Wahlberg's portrayal as my boy Victor Sullivan. I'm going to be honest. The only good Mark Wahlberg movie is The Other Guys. The Departed. Can't forget The Departed. Oh, true. He's and really Departed. good in that. That's it. Uh, and Boogie Every Nights. other... I'm stopping there. Yeah, true. And Boogie Nights. I'm stopping there. Every other uh, Mark Wahlberg movie, he just plays himself. I know. His whole thing is just, hey, buddy, how's it going? Do you need help? What's wrong? Hey, man. Uh, I can do a good Boston accent. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't like Mark Wahlberg as an actor. He's Fair. not good. I'm sorry. Uh, these days, he has essentially just become, um, I don't know, a middle-aged man who owns a burger company. Yeah. Wahlbergers. <laughs> Does he? Wait. Yeah. Is this a thing? This is Mark Wahlberg's. He, Wahlbergers, <laughs> he has his own burger chain. That's actually, like, the perfect fucking name, though. That's, like, incredible. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just, like, he doesn't do anything in this movie. No, he's... I, I'm, I'm so upset by this take on Sully. And, like, honestly, nothing in this movie is blatantly offensive, aside from the fact that they let Mark Wahlberg turn in this performance and call it Sully. Yeah. Like, dude, we're asking the bare fucking minimum. Put a mustache on your face and just, like try to sound grizzled just like try for yeah. for like a minute because he just does the mark Wahlberg voice and he just plays mark Wahlberg. he just wears a wife beater tank top i was 100 percent ready for an animated teddy bear to just walk in frame and i'll be like oh this is actually ted this 3. is a ted sequel yeah, yeah. no would have been more realistic but i just think he's i don't know he's kind of the worst part of the movie for me yeah agreed he he doesn't do anything he's just there um and i think a lot of it is probably because uh he was already signed on for the movie and he was originally going to be Nathan, Nathan Drake. Drake. Yeah. Um, which if he was, I probably would have cried. He's a worse Nathan Drake than Tom Holland is. Yeah. So I'm glad that it shook out the way it did. Uh, but I just think he is too, he's too young to play Sully. Sully needs to be a bit older. And, uh, Tom Holland is too young to be playing Nathan Drake. Right. In my opinion. Yeah. Like they both need to be aged up a bit more. Um, I understand they're trying to go for a prequel, but it's not really a prequel. Right, and I guess I actually was going to bring that up, so this is perfect timing. It's not a prequel, and no. they're calling it a prequel, and I think that that's misleading and disrespectful in its own sense to fans who like are trying to go into this with their own eyes and be like, it's just a prequel, it's not going to affect my games, and then they see stuff from the games being ripped and pulled into this. Yeah. They're... Ruben Flesher spent a lot of energy when this movie first went into pre-production being like, we're not trying to disrespect any of the fans, and this is just a prequel. Everything in the games is completely intact. 
And it's not because you no. see in Uncharted 3 in a flashback, you see young Nathan Drake meet young Sully. And young Sully is still older than Mark Wahlberg when you meet him in this movie. He's got his mustache already, mm-hmm. and they meet on the streets of, I don't know, I think it's like Spain and or something like that. And he's helping Nate steal some jewelry. Yeah. And then in this movie, they meet at a bar as just like Tom Holland's like 25, or Nathan Drake's like 25. They did They did stick with the stealing jewelry, though. They kept they that. Did. At least they kept that. Because uh, Tom, uh, Nathan Drake steals like, jewelry off a girl. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, they... Put it, say it's a sequel, and then they include things like the airplane scene, uh, mm-hmm. which is from Uncharted 3. They've got the two wrecked ships uh, from Uncharted 4. Uh, yep. uh, and the whole part of the storyline of uh, Nathan's brother Sam from Uncharted 4. Ripped right from it. Ripped right from it. Um, like, there's a bunch of stuff that is kind of ripped from it. And also, uh, this I don't know if this is a, this relates to the games or not, or if it's just coincidental, uh, I can't remember which game it's from, but there's one game where you have to do this whole puzzle that's based around the uh, that uh, Latin uh, thing that's like as above, so below. Yeah. And they do a very similar thing where Mark Wahlberg has to go above and uh, Nathan Drake go Nathan Drake goes below. Yes. Okay. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's another thing or not, but that's there too. Last thing too, uh, or we could keep going on because there's a lot of things that they pull. Mm-hmm. And mainly, like you pointed out, a lot of it's from Uncharted 4, yeah. including this next one, uh, Taddy Gabriel's character, Joe Braddock, like kind of, you know, the one of the main villains. She's directly inspired by Nadine and like they've like the villain from Uncharted 4. Yeah. And they've said that. They were like, oh, we were inspired by Nadine. I'm like, why didn't you just add Nadine to the movie? Yeah, exactly. It's like it's a known character to the fans. She looks a little bit like her. I don't know why you didn't just do that. Mm-hmm. Uh just a lot of weird creative decisions that almost feel like they were intentionally made to just make video game fans go, huh? What? It's, it almost feels like they can't decide whether or not they want to do their own story or use things from the game. Like yeah. Keep this kind of theme from the game. And so they, it's like this weird in between that doesn't work in my opinion. I guess like it's a good time to ask you like, what do you think is their better choice? Like making their own franchise, uh, like making their own uncharted cinematic universe and kind of building out this their own version of the franchise or leaving the games how they are and telling a prequel story maybe adapting the games maybe adapting their own stories what do you think was their better bet i think their best bet or what they should have done is we make movies that are set in the uncharted universe of the video games mm-hmm. and they can just be in between the games that's how i felt too it's like there's no set rules where it's like, oh, right after Uncharted 2, Uncharted 3 starts. It's like, no, most of the time there's space in between. Yeah. Like, you could easily have it just be something that happened in between the games or whatever. Like, um, you know, there's the PSP game that they made. The temp, I don't remember what it was called, but they made a good Uncharted PSP game. Hmm. Could have adapted that story because that's another little standalone separate story. Exactly. I, I think what they should have either done is just like made the first game into a movie or done their own thing with new stories that are just in the universe instead of this weird mix of the two we have because now my question is when the second if they make a second one is that going to be all new stuff is are we going to be looking for uh uh oh wait no is sam dead i can't Mm -hmm. remember there was a post-credit scene showed him in jail he was sitting there oh right he was in jail um 
So maybe we'll be following that storyline, which they also ripped out of the game because Sam uh, is it don't isn't Sam in jail at one point? Yeah, that's, break that's four. Yeah, Sam's only in four. That's like kind of the weirdest thing is like this universe has made Sam a prevalent part of the story from the very first game or movie. Yeah, and Sam only shows up at the ending of Nate's story. Mm-hmm. So exactly. it's kind of it's kind of weird that they're like completely switching it where Nate's whole story is revolving around Sam. Where in the games, it was kind of the opposite. Because the whole thing that ends up happening is that after Nate gives up this life of crime, Sam starts working with Sully. Yeah. Uh, but now, maybe they'll fast track that. I don't know. Um, they, are, they, are, they already did. In this movie, Mark Wahlberg's like, I already went on adventures with, with Sam. Exactly. Like, Guys, make some sensical canon here. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to pick and choose things from each game, just start with game one. Yeah, I don't know why you guys started with Game 4, because now, if you're trying to make a franchise, what do you do when you get back to the drawing board and you're like, oh shit, we started here. Yeah, exactly. They're in a really weird situation where like they've they've pulled way too many different things that when they try and make sequels, they're going to have to write their own scripts now. And uh-huh. clearly they're not capable of that. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. I think they really should have just gone for their own thing and used the characters. That being said... From what we got and the script that we got and the character development we got, if it had been its own standalone movie that wasn't related to the, didn't have things that related to the game at all and it just uh, made a new adventure, it probably would have sucked. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're right. No, you're not wrong. um, Because everybody would have seen right through it. They would have been like, the games did this better. Exactly. Because here's here's my issue with the characters and their portrayal. Um, Everything is way too easy for them. Everything is so easy. Um, for example, when Sully and Nate meet uh, for the first time, literally they get all of the niceties out of the way. Just like they're li- uh, Nathan Drake's like, yeah, my brother and I have been looking for this treasure for years. I'm a huge, I love treasure, all this stuff. They're just like info dumping all the all these things. And then Sully's like, yeah, I'm also a treasure hunter and all this stuff. And they essentially they're expecting you to know this from the games already and they feel like they are it feels like they pretty much said oh you know from the games that they're friends so we don't have to show that right it's like yes you do while not respecting anything else about the games exactly it's like yes you have to show that you have to show that character development for me to actually be interested in these characters yes i know them from the games but in the games it's just like sully and nate are good friends and you play through the entire game and you build their relationship through the game in the movie they essentially set up the relationship build it in one scene and then it's like that's that's who they are and in the first scene or when like uh nathan starts meeting other people that know sully literally the only thing people say is like don't trust him yeah and that's it and then it turns out not to be such a bad decision that he trusted him anyway exactly so it's there's no character development. They just expect you to know the characters from the games and be like, run with this. And yeah. It's like, no, because yes, we know them from the games, but if this is something new or this is the first time they're meeting, we need a little bit more. Yeah. You know, if you're going to set them up in this time period where they're it's just beginning off, you got to give us more than just, well, well, let's work together because I know your brother. Yeah. And, and it's like, and I think one of the things that makes Sully such a cool character and his interactions with Drake so interesting in the games is, like, they're genuinely friends. Yeah. It's not, like, this, like, mutual, 
like, well, I guess we got to do it for the money thing. Like, like they do this together and like they're a team. And I think like, you know, one of the things I loved about the Sully character was I never really questioned his allegiance. I was like, he's my best friend. Period. Yeah. And I think it's like, I know they're going for a prequel and they want to explore that mystery in that early stage of their relationship. But even when you meet Sully in the game, I was never like, this dude wants to scam me and rob me. You know, Mm -hmm. like I never thought that. So it's such a weird thing to completely redefine their relationship by making the entire thing motivated by like, is he going to steal from him? Is he going to screw him over? Is he lying to him? I'm like, I don't know. He never was in the game. So like, why is this such a big part of his character? Exactly. And that's the contradiction you get when they're like, remember the character from the game? And I'm like, yes, I do. He's your best friend. And it's like, don't trust him. And it's like, well, you already have made him the character from the game, and I'm going to trust him regardless. Right. Uh, so I think I think it would have worked a little better, in my opinion, if Sully was more of a father figure to Nate. Agreed. Uh, where Sully is teaching Nate the ropes, and all of these characters can still be like, don't trust Sully, but um, it just needs to be that Nate... Uh, does trust him. Does trust him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, th- there's a lot of betrayal in this movie. It's like a big... They were really trying to go for some glow-trotting, like, double-crossing thing. Yeah. Because everyone is betraying everyone here. and Everyone's double-crossing everyone, and then that's that's the catch for Sully and Nate's relationship is that N- Sully doesn't double-cross him and actually gives up the gold at the end or whatever. Yeah. Um, But you... It just doesn't work. Because if you're setting up these characters as characters we already know, and then trying to make it seem like, oh, oh, he might betray him, mm-hmm. it's like, no, because you've already set up these characters as the characters in the games. Yeah. So it, they contradict themselves a little bit there. Um, but I do, since I did mention it, I do just want to mention the betrayal in this movie. There is too much betrayal in this movie. <laughs> it's, it gets to an annoying point. You're, I'm like, I'm absolutely with you here. It's... It gets exhausting. It's very tedious. It gets so exhausting because everyone betrays everyone, and I get that's kind of the point of the movie, but when you have every character betraying every character, it happens, and you're no longer like, what? You're like, fine. Yeah. Next next betrayal. Give me the next betrayal. Because it's it's almost overused in the movie. Um, So, yeah, I, I also didn't really like that. They, we were just like constant backstabbing. I know it. It like there's a point too where I, I was I was thinking about the fact that this version of Nathan Drake is presented as such a clean cut dude, and that is because they're trying to build a franchise, and in particular they're trying to build a franchise that mothers, fathers, and children can go see. Yeah. Uh, and by doing that, you kind of have to appeal to everyone. And Nathan Drake is not Nathan Drake here. No. In the games, Nathan Drake's a little bit of an asshole at times. He, at his core, is, you know, a thief. Mm-hmm. He's stealing, and he's fine to steal from everyone, and he he will shoot you in the face if you try and stop him. Like, that's, like, the whole thing. Yeah. And this Nathan Drake, like, picks up a gun in the last 15 minutes of the movie. Does he kill anyone? Don't even remember. No, he misses, he misses every shot with that gun. Yeah, and that's because they're so desperate to be like, he is a good dude. And even when it comes to him betraying a girl who has betrayed him three times, he's still, like... I'm not going to fully betray her. I'm just going to give her the wrong coordinates. Nathan Drake wouldn't do that, man. Nathan Drake would be out for himself. He would take that gold and he would go. Yeah. Um, And I just, I think they're trying to preserve him in such a squeaky, clean cut way that honestly kind of destroys the Nathan Drake character. 
Yeah. Because what makes him so cool is that he's a he's a really likable dude, but he's kind of a shitty dude at times as well. And when mm-hmm. you remove all the shittiness, he's just a straight-laced action hero. And yeah. it kind of takes away all the character of Nathan Drake when you remove all his imperfections. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have it as pretty boy Tom Holland. And also, it's kind of ridiculous that they're trying to make him, like, they make it so that he doesn't shoot anyone or stab anybody. Um, but at the same time, he kicks people off the side of a boat and their bodies crumple against the rocks. Right. Because it's no problem when they go in water. See, it's no problem when he shoves somebody off the side of uh, shoves somebody out of an airplane, and says sorry, and that's fine. Uh, but shoot someone? No, forbidden. forbidden. Why would we let him do that? Even though his total body count is like ten times higher than Jason Voorhees. Yeah, they're literally like, uh, we only show character deaths that are slow and painful, aka somebody falling out of a plane with no parachute. Yeah, no quick and painless deaths. No. Um, so like, okay, we've been shitting on it a bit and we'll probably do it a little bit more, Yeah. but I do want to just talk about the action and like this movie as an action movie. And I know we kind of briefly addressed that, but like how fun is this movie actually? Like how much does it actually succeed at being a fun action movie? At being a fun action movie, it definitely succeeds. It's got everything you need, parkour, explosions, uh, an epic battle at the end, um, lots of fighting, um, I mean, it's the generic formula for an action movie. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the bare minimum. It What it pretty much feels like is a badly written Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Very much where it's like you've got a bit of the mystery where they're trying to solve the mystery of it. Um, you've got the action. You've got the intense moments. Um, and, yeah, it's pretty much feels like a bad Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's but it's got all the it's got all the necessary tools to be a good spectacle action movie. Yeah. So, it you know, I'm only a human man and at the end of the day, when you have two giant pirate ships suspended in the air above the ocean with by helicopters and people are fighting on them and like mm-hmm. kicking each other off and shooting at each other, of course I'm going to have fun with that. Like there's only so much I can shut my brain off and be like this is stupid before I'm like this is really entertaining and I'm enjoying myself. But I feel like I only enjoyed myself so much because I was pleasantly surprised by by the action aspects of the movie. Yeah. Disappointed in every other way, but I just was able to be like, damn, okay, this is fun. Like I I like the the globe trotting, I like all that all the locales. But I was also listening to Chris Duckman, mm-hmm. uh, one of our favorite reviewers, and he made a very valid point that Uncharted prides itself and then one of its greatest aspects is the way it travels all around the world and you pretty much explore the whole world in the run of the series mm-hmm. and this movie has a fight scene in a papa john's hey it's and a papa john's in rome or that, whatever that's what he says he's like we get all the way to rome ready for a big fight and then boom papa john's and john's. he's like people are swinging at each other you can see the menu in the background like clear as day mm-hmm. it's just like distracting and kind of takes away from some of the biggest moments of Uncharted, which are like people punching each other while buildings fall or like people punching each other while ice collapses around them and they swing from like shards of ice as they nearly die. Like it's always so epic. And I think they do get that with that final third act. It's just funny that so much of the middle ground action is like people punch each other in face yeah. and then run around. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that the scene where Nathan Drake is like beating people in the head with bottles is like really fun. Oh, in when the bar. he's fighting in the bar? Yeah, yeah, that's good. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. 
I will say, um, and this is a stupid thing that no one else cares about except for me. Um, on the in the boat fighting action scene, the editing was trash. I'm sorry. Oh, it is. Bad. Um, it is really bad, actually. Because, in my opinion, to make a good fight scene during your editing, the best way to do it is you don't cut the camera. Those are the become the best action scenes because it's so much hand to hand combat, all this stuff. In this boat fight scene, they try so hard to make you not see like the slicing and the people actually getting hurt yeah. by cutting it so many times, and you just are so confused about what's actually going on. It's just so, and like that type of editing is so obnoxious too. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's really distracting because there's no payoff from the like. Say when somebody makes a punch, when they hit, that's the payoff. Um, and so it's the build up to the payoff. And so when you do the build up and then you, as you're going to the payoff, the payoff, you cut and then it's the payoff. It feels weird. I agree. Um, and so that's what kind of ends up happening and it's just very confusing. And I kind of got lost during that scene, but all the other action scenes, pretty good. Not too bad. Tying into what you just said though, I wanted to mention, um, this is full spoilers. We've already been spoiling the movie, but I just wanted to say that before, uh, the death of Antonio Banderas, which is another can of worms altogether about how they wasted Antonio Banderas in an Uncharted movie. Yeah, how do you do that? How the fuck do you do that? Mm-hmm. That's absurd, man. It's like you've got the coolest villain at your disposal, and instead you give the main villain to the girl from the Sabrina TV show. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I was baffled by that creative decision. But on top of that, um, when Antonio Banderas gets killed and gets his throat slit. It's the funniest throat slit I've ever seen in a movie because the man literally gets his throat slit and then flops over and there's just no blood. There's none running down his neck. It's just a red line. It's just a red line. Like somebody took a Sharpie across his neck and it's so funny. I like actually cracked up. I was like, man, like I get it, but it looks hilarious. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a stupid move in my opinion because they... It's just them trying to drive home that backstabbing thing again. By wasting their entire potential of having a cool villain. It's yeah. such a waste because we already understand the backstabbing at that point. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, the girl that Sully is working with, uh, Sully and Nate are working with, backstabs them, and that feels like the betrayal. That feels like the big betrayal because uh, she goes to the enemy side. That's all you needed. You did not need Antonio Banderas to die because, he, A, he's amazing. Like, he made, in my opinion, such a better villain. Um, uh, he actually had a motivation. Exactly. It's like they, they trade out their main villain for another villain who's less cool, less intimidating, and has no reason to be the villain. Other than money. Yeah, other than like, ooh, backstabbing. Traitors. Aren't they crazy? And that's it. And so it's just, yeah, it's poor writing. Mm-hmm. Because it's an unnecessary backstab, unnecessary death, um, that when it happened in the theaters, I was like, I was like, why? Yeah. I literally was shocked. And that, and not in a good way. I was shocked in the point of like, they just killed Antonio Banderas for a backstab. And like, I thought that he was lacking screen time throughout the movie because we were going to get like a bunch of Antonio Banderas screen time in the third act. Mm-hmm. No, it's just because my guy probably had like three days on set and he was like, I'll pretend to be your villain for you. Could you imagine Antonio Banderas fighting Tom Holland? Oh man, so good! Don't do me. Like, we are don't talking do me about like we are talking about the man who played Zorro, who literally could have finessed on this motherfucker. With would have been the 
like an amazing fencing fighting scene. That would have been so cool. On a flying boat. Yeah, like imagine the boats are going back and forth and they're kind of clashing back and forth. Mm-hmm. And every time it swings back and forth, they have to try and stab each other a little quick. Bro. That would have been really cool. Missed opportunity. Instead, you know, you get Sully getting in a plane and being like, I got the plane now. I got the plane. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, you're right. It's, uh, it's a really cool so... scene that is pretty anchored down by the fact that the filmmaking here is pretty abysmal. Now, here's another thing that I will quickly mention. Um, as much as I did like the action, I kind of would have liked a little less CGI. Um, yeah, there was, there was... It was just a small thing that I noticed mm-hmm. because uh, kudos to Tom Holland. He did a lot of stunts for this movie, and a lot of it is practical, uh, like a lot of the fight scenes and stuff. But... The whole plane scene when he's out on in the air, there's like a lot of moments where I can tell it's CGI. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the big like boat swinging around stuff, a lot of that's CGI too. Um, so I get that they need the spectacle and the craziness. I would have just liked a bit more practical in my opinion. Yeah, especially for, you know, Uncharted, which is like his whole thing is like, it's kind of upsetting that the games look better than this movie mm-hmm. because the CGI is kind of jarring at points. You can see that it's sort of a green screen when Nathan's climbing all the, the bins to get back on the plane. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's a cool scene, and I can shut my brain off to that. But, like, I also did notice that the CGI is, is not great. No. And there were moments where I was like, I wonder if this was, like, needed. Like, I feel like this could have looked a lot better if you guys just had a little more energy in you. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you. Um, yeah, it's Ruben Flesher, the guy who directed this. He's not a director who's known to have some crazy style. He directed Zombieland and Venom, mm-hmm. I believe, are his biggest movies. And then this. So, you know, those are movies that are fun. And I think most, like, a lot of people really love Zombieland. I really like Zombieland. But those movies aren't movies that stick with anyone. They're just like, oh, cool. Fun action movie. Yeah. And that's what I feel like this is. It's just another addition to his filmography where he just... He does the bare minimum. He knows how to make an action movie, and he's not going to put much effort in anything beyond that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I, I do think it's it's a fun time. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess in regards to like the future for the Uncharted movie iteration, they've established that they are going to be making more. Mm-hmm. I think that that's been confirmed, at least because the movie made like $270 million. So it's been a big success. People have gone out to see it. Um, what would you be interested in seeing in this take on Uncharted's sequel. Because the first thing I looked at you and said when we finished it was like, I'd watch a sequel. I don't know if I'll ever watch that again, but I'd watch a sequel. Here's what I need. If you watch the movie and you saw the end credit scene, oh, that's yeah. what I need. I guess we should talk about that really quickly. Yeah, yeah let's talk about it right now. Uh, the end credit scene is the best Uncharted content in the entire movie. In the movie, yeah. You've got Mark Wahlberg with the mustache and the Hawaiian shirt. Even... Got this. He even gets a cigar. At the even end. the cigar. I was like, little things, man. It's the little things. It's the little things. Uh, it's it just the last ten seconds of that, or like maybe like two minutes that end credit scene is. That feels like an Uncharted movie. I know, and it's. I said to you guys right after we saw that post credit scene, like how fucking annoying that they are. Like, look at us. We can do the thing. We can do the Uncharted. Thing. Yeah. It's like. Why didn't you do it then? It's literally like uh, if a little kid went... This is such a weird metaphor. Okay. If a little kid went to a gymnastics competition, just went out there on the mat and rolled around in a circle, then went home and did 
three cartwheels and a back tuck in their backyard. Precisely. And you're like, motherfucker, you could have done that. Yeah. And you didn't. Why are you doing this? Yeah. It's, it's just upsetting because it was so, it was uncharted right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and so in a sequel, I just need better relationship building between Sully and Nate. Um, and I want them to just have fun with it. Do your own storyline. Make up a new adventure we haven't seen. Don't rip things from the games. Because here's the thing. You could so easily make... I mean, it's it's the generic action movie formula. It, we see in this first movie how easy and simple it is to make this epic stra- extravaganza. Um, and so all you need is a little bit better writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, get a good screenwriter for the next one. Exactly. That's my first thing. I don't know who wrote it. It's not personal. Uh, I just think that we need someone who can understand the depth of these characters a little bit. And they're they're not deep, but just the connection between them. Exactly. Here's the thing. These characters aren't super, like we mentioned before, they're not super deep or intense or anything. All of their, all of the interesting things happen in the relationships of the people that they know. So in this movie, um, it would have been way more interesting if we actually felt um, if they are going to roll with that Sully being non-trustworthy, if we actually felt a little bit of that untrustworthiness, he seems to be very trustworthy throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a moment where you feel like, oh, he's about to betray Nate. Yeah, except for when they try and do that before he drops the gold. But the second he fills up that bag of gold, I'm like, oh, he's dropping that gold. Yeah. Um, uh, also... Uh, Sorry, this is super tiny, and I just need to say it before I forget it. Mm-hmm. Um, jumping back in the movie, um, when Sully is has to drop that cross down to them through the sewer gate when he can't get down in there, what the fuck? What the fuck was that writing? It bugs me so much because Sully's like, I'm not dropping it down there. I want to be down there when it happens. And um, literally, I think... Nate's like, come on, man, we need it. Uh, just drop it down. And he just drops it and doesn't say anything else. He's just like, here you go. He doesn't get another line or anything. There is no resistance, even though he was literally like, I want to be down there. I want to see it. There's no resistance Nate's at like, all. Nate's like, come on. He's like, all right, fine. And so the writing in that is horrible because mm-hmm. he just gives up immediately. There's no trying. Um, and Which so kind that's of, kind of speaks for the whole script. That's what I need more of in this second movie. I need more conflict mm-hmm. between the characters because you can tell me that a character is untrustworthy and I'll be like, maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Show me that they could be untrustworthy and I'll be like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't trust them. Yeah. Um, don't tell me that they are. Show me that they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I think this movie fails to do. It fails to show you and it just tells you by being like, here's every other person Sully's worked with and let them tell you don't trust them. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. And I also agree that that's, that post credit scene is pretty much the sequel I want to see. I, I think, you know, it's inevitable we're going to see more stuff with Sam. And that, that does sound cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would just love to see them nail that Sully-Nathan Drake relationship, lean in a little bit more to that kind of father figure-mentor relationship and rather, rather than just like weird partnership that they have going on. Yeah. Um, and also get a really good villain. That's like, I think yeah. the thing that they, they really lacked in this one was any villain who gave any threat or sense of stake on the plot. Antonio, um, Antonio Banderas was a good villain that I think he's a fake out though. Yeah. Sadly, he is a fake out, but he is the, the better choice for the villain. I agree. So, um, and honestly, like there's some really good 
side villains. Like there's even in the games, if and if they're gonna, you know, it's been established that they're probably just gonna continue to just pull stuff from the games. If I can't fight that, if I just have to accept that, there's some some cool characters that they could pull in to their own version of the story. Yeah. And and add into the second one. But basically, I just want to see them get a screenwriter who can kind of tap into what really works about Uncharted in the first place a little bit better than this movie did. Um, highlight those relationships. Don't be afraid to take yourself a little seriously. I know Uncharted's a, like really goofy and fun, but it's also serious. The comedy is a good balance to the seriousness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, uh, I think, a necessary thing in Uncharted where you have moments where Nate's literally hanging on for dear life and then... Uh, Sully cracks a joke or something like that. Yeah. But in this, it it they did have those moments, but it, there weren't the comedy wasn't really there as mm. much as I would love it to be. It was. Oh yeah, I, that's another thing altogether. It's like the comedy was pretty weak here. Yeah. A lot of the moments where they were just like trying to get people to laugh were clear. Like, hey, movie theater. Hey, everyone in here. Isn't this a funny, appealable joke to the whole family? Yeah, very much. In my opinion, love seeing. Um, uh, Nolan North, I thought his lines were a bit odd. I don't even remember what he says. He, uh, uh, Nate or Tom Holland walks up on the beach and he and Nolan North's there. He's like, "Where'd you guys come from?" And Tom's like, "I just fell out of a plane." And Nolan's like, "I did that once." Oh, yeah. It's like, no, you didn't. Your character did that. Your character, and you did. just probably went ah in the booth. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it it was like uh, that's kind of odd, and it's it, it did make me chuckle because I saw him and I was like, oh, there he is, Nolan North, yeah. Um, but yeah, and I guess another thing too, while we're on it though, um, that I would like to see is like they can do mythical stuff. All the Uncharted games have like some pretty mythical, like weird supernatural shit going on, and I I know that they're trying to ground this one in. In, in what they're doing there, but, like, the first game has, like, zombie Nazis, you know? Like, it's, like, there's some crazy shit. I don't remember that. When you're in the caves at the ending? They're yeah. called the Descendants. They're not Nazis, actually, I don't think. But they're, like, they're zombie pirates or something. And they're, like, chasing Nate through the cave, and they're, like, all on, on their fours and stuff. There's some oh. weird stuff in the games. I remember the one where it's, like, you go to the lost golden city or whatever but all the enemies there are like other hunters or treasure hunters who are the whoever the villain in that game is uh his people also go down there and then you end up destroying the city but oh yes and yeah but he's also like at the ending of uh, uncharted 2 i believe it is the main villain's like eating sap and he's like turning into the hulk and he's like charging True. at you he's got like blue you know like so i'm not saying they need to lean fully into the insanity of what uncharted does in the game sometimes but I think just something a little more epic. Mm-hmm. Like, five billion's cool, but once you see how they find the five billion, I'm like, how was this just sitting here for all this time? It's like in a cave and then under a little rock. Yeah, literally any swimmer probably could have gone there and any just Any deep a sea diver. diver. Yeah. Um, in, in Uncharted, like, it's full on. Like, Nathan Drake will usually solve in the games, he'll solve like. 10 huge puzzles that are like really confusing and like require a lot of stuff in the journal and yeah. a lot of history to solve. And then he'll find like a lost city, you know, like give me Nathan Drake in a lost city. That's like the, the grand scale of like an uncharted sequel that I would really like to see is like mm-hmm. them finding like a temple. Or something I will like say that. the one thing they do nail, uh, in the movie about the uncharted movie, uh, about the uncharted games is, uh, they never get the treasure at the end. 
It always just gets destroyed. I know. That is the most upsetting thing about all those. I love heist things, and I hate when people don't get the money. Mm. I hate it. I know what you're doing. I know you're telling me that this is not a, a viable option to succeed in life. I get it. But just let my bank robbers get their money. Just it's, let it happen. I don't even think it's that. I think it's solely uh, if they let Nathan Drake get the money at the end, why does he have to go look for another yeah, treasure? It's true. There will never be a sequel. Like five million? Five million? Bro. Retire. Billion. It was five, five billion? It was five billion. Retire. That's why ugh, it makes me feel disgusted to watch them crash two ships with five billion dollars on it. I'm like, yeah. I hate you guys, and you guys are selfish. You're really that greedy? Yeah, selfish, and mm. honestly, just awful. Um, but yeah, do you have any any closing thoughts on Uncharted? Any any big things that stick out to you about it? Closing thoughts on Uncharted. This is once again another movie that falls into the um, not so great adaptation of a video game movie. Uh, it's just the writing is not there. Um, the characters are not there. Uh, Mark Wahlberg sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, Mark Wahlberg, you suck. Uh, yeah, it's just great action movie, not great Uncharted movie. And for that, I think I rate it a three. Mm-hmm. Give it a solid three. Because I did enjoy moments of it, but all it's really got going for it are the explosions and action. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to give it a two and a half mm. because I've I just spent too long shitting on it to mentally convince myself that it's a three. Mm-hmm. And, and just, like, I had a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. Like, do I recommend you go out and see this in theaters? Yeah. I think you'll probably have a good time, especially if you go with, you know, somebody who hasn't played the games or if you go with, like, a family member. Um, I definitely think this is one that will get a lot of people out of the house. And for that, I'm glad it exists. And I'm glad that people are going to the movie theaters with their family to see this. Mm-hmm. I think that's delightful. And, I, and I'm glad that something that means so much to me is... is uh, at bringing people a lot of joy and mm-hmm. kind of helping people feel comfortable after after all the bullshit in the last few years. But I, I do think I'd have to give it a two and a half. Guess we'll just have to wait and see if Tom Holland's idea for a Jack and Daxter movie takes off. The director of this movie just signed on for one. No. I don't know if Tom Holland's attached to it, but yeah, that's confirmed. <sighs> yeah. I don't it's going to be so garbage. It's like... Really? Here's the thing. Of all the characters. Jack and Daxter, great games. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed playing. I think I played uh, the third one or the second one. I can't remember. Um, How do you make a movie out of that? Yeah. Are you going to have a walking, talking, I don't know, ferret man just hanging out? Because here's the other thing, too. It's also kind of vulgar. Uh, Tom Holland said he wanted to see, he, he in the interview, he's like, I want A24 to produce it. Oh he's, my god! It's like so weird to hear Tom Holland saying this shit. Clearly, he's watching Euphoria every Sunday with Zendaya. Like, yeah, these guys get it. Oh man! But yeah, he's no. He's like, I want a Jack and Daxter movie or movie with a twenty four producing. That's so awful. I think that they would make a good Jack and Daxter. Really? Yeah, they could get it right. It could be a little weird. You're you're literally saying, how are they gonna do it? It's so weird. It's kind of vulgar. Yeah, A24 would handle that, no problem. I just, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, th- I think it, I think it's dumb. It, it's definitely because dumb. Because here's the dumb. thing about Jack and Daxter. Please tell me what story you're going to tell. And please um, show me Tom Holland. Wait, do you think Tom, quickly, do you think Tom Holland would be Jack or Daxter? Both. 
<laughs> I don't think he can play Jack, and if he is Jack, it's going to be garbage. It's going to be weird. Because Jack is a fucking mean dude. Like, he is not some plucky, long-eared elf who is just nice. He's an asshole. There's literally moments in, I think, the third one where, like, people are talking to him, and he's like, fuck you, and then murders, like, 70 people. Oh, wow. Um, like, he is Quite not a, a nice guy. guy. Yeah. So I don't think Tom can do it, because Tom is too nice. And so He's too plucky. Sadly, Tom would have to be Daxter. <laughs> but even then, I don't know if he could pull off the... Uh, Daxter feels like a Deadpool kind of character. And so I don't feel like uh, he could... <laughs> Tom Holland could pull that off. I'm removing my cinephile license right now for having a genuine conversation about A24 should produce a jagged Daxter movie. Oh, God. Pretty... Pretty shameful. Yeah. Just before we uh, before we wrap up here, I do also want to mention an interview with Tom Holland that we watched. Oh, this is funny. I I have to mention it. Um, so Tom Holland does an interview with Jack Septicai, uh, while they play Uncharted Four. Four. Yeah. Um, and Tom, it's upsetting because Tom, he is initially as the interview starting, he's like, "I love this game. Played it all the time as a kid. All this stuff. Yada yada yada." He picks up the controller, and it's like he's never played a video game in 10 years. Yeah, not only is it not like he's never played an Uncharted game, it's like he's never played a video game, period. Sadly, here's the thing. There are people, and uh, there are people who like playing video games and aren't great at them. Um, my my dad, he's getting way better than he used to be at playing Uncharted games, um, but when he first started out, it was difficult because he hadn't played a video game in, like, years. Yeah. Um, but when you're a movie star who is portraying the main character of this game and you go in an interview and you say, I love this game. I played it all the time. And then you are hot garbage. Yeah. Like that's just upsetting. Maybe just be like, Hey Jack, before we start, can I like run this level really quick? Literally just (laughs) even Tom Holland could have literally just said, I love this game, but it's been a while since I've played it. Yeah. Um, and I think he does mention that, but he, is essentially hyping himself up like I love this game and you would think that he would I don't know maybe be playing I think he mentions that he him and his brother have been playing the games while he's filming yeah um and so it's just kind of upsetting to see and you don't have to stun like that Tom Holland you don't if you aren't a great uh, video game player let us know just Bro. be like I'm not great at playing video games but I'm gonna give it my best shot and or, redeemed yeah or like literally say like I played the first game when I was younger and I really loved it but I sadly never got around to the sequel just like just I don't know come up with some bullshit that's more realistic cause then it's so sad to watch him play and he can't do it and he's like is this on the hardest difficulty like trying so hard and then Jacksepticeye takes the controller easily gets through a huge part of it yeah it's a bit it's a bit embarrassing it's mildly embarrassing I was like I was feeling bad for my guy, but... At least he tried. At least he tried. Um, yeah, man. I, what do you think? I guess right right before we wrap up, where do you think this falls in the, the video game movie Pantheon? Because I will say... Pantheon? A lot. Yeah. Is that the right use of the word? I don't know. I think it is. Well, we'll <laughs> see. Uh, but, like, I feel like a lot of video game movies are just, like, bad. In, in bad in a boring way. Like, mm-hmm. the Assassin's Creed movie, I would rather euthanize myself than watch that again <laughs> like honestly like it, there's some really boring <laughs> video game movies and i feel like at least the uncharted one it gets a lot wrong about the source material but at least it's really fun this in my opinion i think it falls in between uh it's worse than sonic but better than mortal Kombat. 
Yeah. Yes. That's I think where, that's the perfect spot to put it. That's exactly where I would put it. Um, How do you feel about Sonic 2? Sonic 2, uh, S tier. I haven't even... It doesn't even hasn't even come out yet. S tier. A, for Jim Carrey's mustache, and B, for Idris Elba Knuckles. They went for the mustache. I'm so glad. So good. I'm so glad that they weren't like, is it too silly? They were just like, no. Eggman is fucking, fucking nuts. It's a fucking Sonic movie. You're talking about not. a man who builds robots to fight a blue hedgehog. Bro, his name is Eggman. And his name is Eggman. Yeah, like... Or make make him silly. Technically, Doctor Robotnik, but whatever for you diehard fans out there. Yeah, um, but we get tails. We get we tails. Get, we get knuckles. knuckles. We and, get the classic um, Sonic plane that I can't remember the name of. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Like it's. It, I think it's gonna be good. I'm a big Sonic fan. I played a lot of Sonic when I was younger, and so like I'm like, I'm just gonna enjoy this. I'm gonna I, go into it. I don't care if it's a kid's movie. I don't care if it's not meant for movie critics. I'm just going to go have fun with it. I think they nailed the first Sonic movie, and so I, I have. I, ha- I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's it for Uncharted as we, <laughs> as we talk about Sonic. Sonic. Yeah. Um, thank you guys uh, for listening. Uh, if you want to check out our, our other episodes, uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you listen to your uh, podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at the Dive In Movie Cast and our individual Instagrams. I'm at Wesley Giffen. I am at Hayden Kudras, and it is the same name on our letterboxed. Mm-hmm. So thank oh. you guys so much for uh, checking this out, and we'll see you next time. Next time for vengeance. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Batman. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>